Injuries to a couple of stars, but a gun youngster re-signs and the boys fire on all cylinders to record a glorious victory against the Crosstown Rivals. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we will be discussing our review of the round three victory against the Giants, the preview of the next game against the Western Bulldogs and everything else Sydney Swans. My name's Tom Flanagan and tonight I'm joined in the Podular Media Studio by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew as always. How are we fellas? I'm assuming still buzzing after what was a brilliant win on Saturday night. Oh, we're back. We're back. I don't want to talk about any lids, but uh, we're playing some better footy, boys. How good is it? Unreal. It was Unreal. an exciting win. An exciting win against uh, against what is a dangerous opponent. Absolutely. They're the best team in the competition. Currently, yeah. And we yeah. beat them. Well, yeah, they were the best team yeah. in the competition until Saturday night, and wasn't it a great game? A real high-intensity contest. The first half pressure was up from both sides, and you just couldn't look away for... Pretty much that whole first half. There's a few um, moments throughout where you thought, oh, we might have those skill issues skill issues and fumbling and, and those problems that we were having last week against Port Adelaide. But by uh, the end of the third quarter, there was no, no real worries anymore. Well, well Tommy, I, I think you raise a good point there because I actually think we, we pretty well did have those same issues. I think it's, it's something, as we mentioned before, uh, before we started speaking, it was something we sort of worked into in the game, but I still think they were there, and I still think it's, it's something that we certainly need to work on because there were some worrisome signs in the first quarter with a lot of wasted opportunities due to skill errors. Yeah, and look, I mean, look, we're pretty analytical by nature, so as we go along, you know, the three of us in particular, we're riding every bump, but uh, all in all, a phenomenal effort. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Much better. Yeah, exactly what you want to see uh, from your side, Early on, uh, early on in the season, Giants had some outs, but you know, so did we. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, we go into the next round missing uh, Reedy for uh, I believe it's been quoted at the moment as about two months, eight yep. weeks. Um, not ideal. Not Big ideal. Loss. Big not loss. ideal structurally. My um, man, Benny. My man. Your man, indeed. Your man, indeed. But if you're going to be your your man, Millsy. Oh yeah. Your man, the Rolls Royce. Just uh, a casual 26 touches. A lazy eight rebound 50s. 510 metres gained. A few intercept possessions, just a lazy five. Just, just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> and a Brett Kirk medal to top it off. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Look, if you wanted a window, boys, if you wanted a window into the future, you got one on Saturday <laughs> That's night. That's, That's what That is, speaking honestly, uh, that is what excites me about the young fella uh, as we look to transition him from uh, from the back line, where he plays a fantastic role, oh, yeah. uh, into a more, I suppose, forward and midfield orientated position. We're not uh, we're not far off that, are we? I, no. I, I really don't think so. I think we'll, we'll no. be seeing it this season, to be honest. And I hope so. Just on that, this isn't on the run sheet, but do you reckon it's an opportunity now with Reed going down? Is there a possibility to trial someone like a Mills who is very good overhead? Great overhead. Oh. In that forward slot. Tommy. This is why you need get, to be on the coaching get panel. Get the man on the coaching panel. Get him on the panel. But, but Tommy, that, that's, that's a great idea. We should yeah. discuss that. Yeah. But, Tommy, your man, Sinkers. 
Yeah, I've, I've, uh, the chief. I, I couldn't be more impressed so with, uh, with my man sinkers. It was a, it was a blistering performance from the big man in the middle and floating forward, kicking a couple, kicking three in the end. Uh, took a huge clunk there uh, in in that third quarter. Just crushed Harry no Cunningham, but didn't he? he absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> annihilated. Smashed him. into Harry, but yeah, no, that was an unbelievable game uh, from Cal. Um, he's always been a pretty smart, pure footballer. I think that was mm. exhibited really well in the way that he identified that you know with lob down, he had a great opportunity to capitalise on that situation, dominate that match up, and make his position a really influential one for us. And we belted them in the hitouts. Yeah, like fifty to. Or 26 mm. and we wouldn't have thought Dane Towers got many of them would you no absolutely not <laughs> I was I was over the moon oh, with, yeah. uh, with the Chiefs performance and that physical intimidation in the air wasn't it particularly against Patton who's not an experienced ruckman yes. really worked him over in the middle of the ground and then when he was playing on lob I thought his running was really clever he ran him ragged all around the ground and then picked the right moments as we were saying before to float mm. forward every time he had a chance to make an impact he, he made every post a winner so um, got, to, got to give uh, full marks to Cal for his game on the weekend. Oh, 100%. And he kicked that pivotal goal, uh, which did. kept our momentum going. Uh, God, he loves a goal, too. doesn't he? Oh, and don't we all, Matt? Don't, don't we all? But uh, that was a huge, huge mm. goal for mine. I know we were up at the time, but we were really extending that lead and pushing that momentum into the fourth quarter. And I was over the moon when he, uh, when he kicked that one. There's a lot of ruckmen in the comp these days that are basketball converts and don't have that mm. natural footy smarts. Yeah. Cal, Cal does. He's, he's been a footballer since day dot and, and he really showed that on the weekend. And I thought the main thing with Cal this year that he's gone to another level with is a real confidence in himself and a real understanding within himself that he's a bloody good player at this level um, when he's in form and, and he can be the dominant player on the ground when he's playing his best, best footy. And with that added confidence in himself, I, I think he's thinking through things a bit quicker out on the ground, um, and, and probably more so than he has previously, and he's having more influence on the contest. Benny made a good point um, when, when we got here. You were talking about Cal Sinclair. Tell us what you've sort of been discussing with your mates about Cal Sinclair and some misconceptions that they might have, Benny. Yeah, look, that was just a conversation that I was having towards the back end of last season uh, with a couple of mates of mine around the future of our ruck stocks with Sam Naismith, Sinkers and Kurt Tippett. And I was taking the stance effectively that he's still quite a young player. Uh, even at, the, at, at about 28, as a ruckman the development that he's still got in front of him. And I think it ties into what you were saying, Tommy, about uh, him having really great footy smarts, being a good user of the ball, being very versatile up forward, uh, particularly when it comes to clunking one or two. Oh, he doesn't mind. Doesn't, we don't doesn't mind it either. Mind oh, we don't mind all. him at all, Tommy. I think uh, that with Sam Naismith out and him being the hero this season, I think there's a really, really big upside. Stage is uh, set, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, Mads. That is just, that's the best way to put it. The stage is set. Uh, yeah. And look, we're, we're big fans, so we'll be, uh, we'll be back in the whole way here. Well, we get around the Chieftain. We don't mind the Chief. Uh, look at a couple other players now. After last week, we really put the heat on uh, Rowan, Haywood and Papley. And those three responded. They uh, responded in a big, big time. way. Zipping around, uh, pressuring the Giants, ball carriers, the half-back line for the Giants, they were just all over them. Uh, and with ball in hand, they were creating opportunities both for themselves and for their teammates. I thought they were fantastic. Let's go through it individually. Tom Papley, yep. you cannot ask for a better game. Pressure, from a small pressure, forward. pressure. It's so good. He was, he, that is as good as you will get. 
yeah. from a from a forward pocket from the little plumber. Mm-hmm. The marking overhead that we got from Haywood added another dimension. We didn't see that last week, but it was really impressive with Bud up the ground, and we'll touch on him in a little bit. Um, but Haywood's, Haywood's uh, lead-up marking, as well as Rowan, the two of them, I, th- I thought were fantastic. Look, for mine, if, if, you, if somebody came up to me and they put a gun to my head, Ben, and they said, you can pick any player in your team aside from Buddy to kick a goal and I won't kill you, it would be Will Haywood. He's so reliable of a set shot. He is. And you know what? The other bloke that we just spoke about. Gareth. Gary. Yes. Much maligned, but mm. uh, I back him in to kick a goal every now and then, let mm. me tell you. And everyone knows I've got a very, very soft spot for Gary. I think, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I think he's very hard done by. But that was they were steps towards what we wanted out of Gary. Absolutely. I yep. won't say it was, it was a breakout. I won't say it was a standout game, a standout performance. But if he can take something like that, you know what? He comes off the park, he's kicked a couple of goals, get the tail up. You, you said it yourself. I mean, what's a pass mark for Gary Rowan? And we, we discussed before, a pass mark would be chipping in with a couple of goals mm-hmm. and not making many errors. And, yeah. uh, and he yeah. did just that. And the, and the overhead marking from those two, that's what I was really impressed with with Rowan and Haywood. The, last week, we weren't able to capitalise on our dominant periods and that, those overhead marks set up those set shots and we were able to capitalise unlike last week. You're absolutely right, Tommy. That's, uh, that, that's the best part of it. And that's why I love our small forwards so much because they, they add so much, especially with, with the forward pressure and the fact that they, they can actually take overhead marks and not just get crumbs and, and kick goals from the goal square. You know, they're... they're very, very handy from all around the 50 metres, mate. You speak about crumbs. I reckon the worst... Let's talk about Tom Papley's goal that he socked off the ground. Oh, yeah. Was that not the worst handball <laughs> in footballing <laughs> history? That was absolutely yeah, shocking yeah. whoever gave that off. It was almost as bad as Joe Danaher's handball. Was that- I would argue it was worse. <laughs> I, think, I think if there was a, if there was a yeah. round for Joe Danaher to perform as, as he did... <laughs> yeah, Jeezy got away with murder this round, Joe. Oh, yeah. oh, that was just shocking. We'll touch on Joe later. <laughs> shall, we shall. We'll we'll touch, shall. Touching before on the on the fumbles and the hospital hand passes that were a real problem last week against Port Adelaide. I thought it was a marked improvement in in that area of the game. You, I thought it was an improvement. I, I wouldn't say marked improvement. I still think we have a, a fair ways to go when it comes to that. They, years gone by, we've been a very, very clean side, skill-wise. And I, I just don't think it's anywhere near what we're capable of. Ben, Benny, what do you think? Right there with you uh, for mine. Improvement, yes. I'll probably sit between the two of you here. Yeah. I reckon we probably improved a little more than you're letting on there. Yeah. Um, but I also buy into the fact that we are a much cleaner side mm. than we're playing at the moment. It's just about potential and... Yeah, 100%. 100%. But Tommy, completely agree. It was an improvement. Um, But also, by the same token, I refer back to a uh, a previous comment that we are generally pretty slow starters in that sense. And Mm -hmm. I will expect to see this all sort of come along in leaps and bounds over the next couple of rounds. It'll just be a gradual improvement for mine. Certainly. And, And probably to back up your point, uh, Mads, just about everyone on the ground did have a few of those moments, mm-hmm. but unlike Port Adelaide, the Giants weren't punishing us at, at many points. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jared, Jared McVeigh, I know uh, 
he, he just worries me sometimes. He from kick ins, he dropped two marks that could have resulted in, in goals and could have turned the whole game on its head. It just it just that worries. Were, that me. were my two least favourite moments from the whole game. Yeah, yeah. probably throwing Kennedy's fifty metre penalty. They were the yep. ones where I was going ah. Yeah, it's just not... Those are, you know, very simple, basic things that, that you need to get right. And it's hard to talk about. Yeah. It's hard to talk yeah. about, given that he has been such a valued contributor. A legend. Ugh. A club legend. I shouldn't... I just did him a disservice with a <laughs> uh, reliable contributor. We mentioned it before, though. You, he's not even necessarily down there anymore for his skills. For his skills. He's there for his leadership. Correct, which he continues to do. Mm. And you know what? If it takes him a couple more rounds to, to get in the groove of things, so that's, that's, to be honest, that's what I'm putting it down to. Yep, I'm and with you. And I look I'm forward to him hitting, him hitting his straps. There was a few worries early on when Cornelio and Shield getting their hands on the ball a bit, but that relentless effort from the midfield group and the depth of our midfield, which, Benny, you touched on last week, mm. was going to be the thing that got us over the line. They just completely overpowered and subdued those guys in the end, the, mm. the likes of Shield, Cornelio, Ward, Kelly. They're they slick, become, aren't they? I would, I would say that Kelly uh, was pretty damaging. I reckon that Shield and Ward, they warmed into it, but that I reckon they were really slow to get going, and that's why we had so much of it yep. um, in that first quarter. In the quarter. first quarter. Um, it was still good, but in relative terms, they were Correct, pretty, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Their exactly second right. quarter, they turned yeah. it on. Didn't the they? second quarter, they turned Didn't it they? on in a big way. And, and I think the second quarter was when we were doing most of our fumbling work and, and our hospital hand passes mm. and... Mm. Um, like I said, the Giants just didn't punish us enough um, when, when we were doing that and didn't give themselves enough of an advantage. And just on the Giants, I said it in the season preview in our first episode, and I'll say it again now, when it's hot in the kitchen in a big game, they don't seem to have the killer instinct you did. or the collective willpower to absorb tough, experienced sides physically. And despite how talented they are in the second half, our combative grinding was just too much for them, and they backed off a bit. This is not a difficult game. To analyse no. uh, this this sport, this sport AFL, and in a tight contested situation, pressure will get you over the line more often than silky skills. Definitely, what? Well, yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I I still think they do have that killer instinct. I th- I think their midfield is too classy, and I think they've got too. Look at their forward line. Look at Patton and Cameron. When they're on, like, I think it's there. I think they're, they're thereabouts. I think they're the best side of the comp. I reckon that Dane Rampey... Hey, he, yeah. He, we criticised him for being pretty fumbly last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, fair shout. The guy's allowed to have an off game. <laughs> I'm happy to put my hand up. No doubt. Put my hand up there. But I reckon that he did really, really well limiting Cameron to his... I think it was three goals that Cameron got in the end. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I, I I thought that he was fantastic running with Cameron because Cameron is a, a superior athlete. He he presents like there's no tomorrow. He... he yeah, his leads he's are fantastic. A, he goes hard. He goes hard, and he's athletic, and he likes pushing up the ground, and I thought that... Uh, Dan went with him really, really well. Really, I wholeheartedly really well. agree. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, before we get into our second half um, review and analysis, let's have a little listen to Tommy Papley, who's on the Sunday footy show uh, on oh, Sunday, wow. funnily enough. Um, and uh, he had a few words to say to the uh, Sunday footy show team. Let's have a listen to that now. Yeah, um, I think we were probably, our skill errors were, weren't great last week with Paul. It was pretty slippery and Port's pressure was really good. Credit to him. And um, this week we sort of leading up at the ball carrier a lot more and um, also having Sam Reid, he's a handy player. So um, with him in the side, I think it's a really good look for us and we can use Buddy and then Sinclair going down forward, like pushing the rough and down forward was really good. And then Will Haywood kicking a couple, Franklin. Gary kicking a couple. It's good. Tommy Papley there, just having a chat to the boys on the Sunday footy show. And uh, what I really like about uh, about him is he's got a little bit of spark about him, a little bit of cheek about him. And, yeah, he's um, just an Aussie bloke, yeah. isn't he? And just, just a plumber playing some footy. And you he know d- what? He'd give you a couple of cheeky ones in the uh, in the kidneys, I reckon, Tommy Papley. I love that about him. Yeah. And he gave Tony Jones a little cheeky one on the way out of his oh, Sunday footy show interview as well. Tom, good to see with you, uh, mate, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, cheers, boys. See you, Chompers. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Chompity chomp. Uh, nice work there from Paps. Just, uh, just a nice little sign-off there from him. But Very crisp. Back in your box there, Tony. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the second half analysis, let's get into, into a bit of that. I think at halftime, I think we're all a little bit worried that we'd come out in the third term half asleep, um, as we have done in the previous two weeks, and lacking that intensity. Fade out. Um, but there was none of that. It was uh, even though the Giants kicked the first two goals of that third quarter, they had to earn them, and it, it wasn't that flat feel to us uh, that we saw last week at the start of the third. It always seemed like at some point um, we'd be able to grind our way into it the way we were playing, and and eventually we did seven goals in a row after that, uh, and it was a blistering brand of footy that we attacked the second wasn't half it? with, wasn't it? And everyone came to the party. It wasn't just the Kennedy and Parker show. All of the cogs cogs are turning for us. We're outnumbering every stoppage. The spread was there, really clinical with the link up by hand. Uh, running in waves with real purpose and confidence and the ball movement skill execution was just super exciting. We just, oh, for mine, I think we we just looked like a different side to the Port Adelaide game. I mean, I mentioned last week my desire that Sam Reid play um, based predominantly around what that would do to our structure and I think it just made it so much easier for our forwards to get the footy and for there to be good delivery what do you think, Benny? He was the difference. I, I Structurally, think so. absolutely. Yeah. He was the difference for sure. And still one of the, one of the, if not the best set of hands uh, in our team. Mm. He's just so sticky. So sticky. Tommy? Yes. Uh, well, uh, if it's not Reedy who's got the best hands in the team, it is Bud, the extra A-grade midfielder. I don't think we mentioned him tonight. Yeah, we haven't have we? mentioned him yet. Bloody hell. Wowee, 581 metres gained. It's almost unfathomable to think that Franklin, the midfielder, is more effective than Franklin, the forward, who kicked eight goals in round one. But He's a berserk man, isn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable. Considering the lack of uh, cleanliness, which we spoke about, which there was a bit of an improvement in this week, and the ball control in the midfield, um, the way that he was able to connect the midfield to the forward half, on Saturday he did it better than anyone can in the whole comp. Yeah, completely agree. And you look at where he becomes so dangerous. You can't let him goal side, mm-hmm. but you play behind him and he just runs off you yeah, all yeah, the way out the field. And He'll run we, to half back. He'll get have, it. And we have alluded to the deadliness of his field kicking. Yeah. He will, he'll cut you in half. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. There's the word again. Uh, Chris Judd alluded to that on Footy Classified. Let's just oh, have what, a... He talked about us on Footy they Classified, had, did they? Would you believe it? Perish the thought. One, one of the uh, mainstream media shows had a little bit of a chat Good about... Lord Almighty, let's hear what they've got to say. What the hell? Here's, uh, here's Juddy. They're much harder to coach against side when he's up the ground. Man, because... that's Juddy. Just sorry to jump in there. 18% was the amount he was targeted on the weekend versus... 46 and 39 in the first two rounds. And that's the thing. Sides are so paranoid about him getting out the back. They're prepared to let him get loose ball up the ground. And he's such a damaging kick. Uh, I think it, they look like a much better side when that happens. The Hawks went through it. It's You've got such a magnificent forward who commands the ball. He's got unbelievable presence. How often you use him and when in what circumstances. We had a look at some historical stats and that doesn't tell you a whole lot other than you going to him too much doesn't work. But it seems like the sweet spot somewhere... 30 to 35% of the time to use him going inside 50. Yeah, we've touched on it a few times on this show, but Alistair Clarkson got to a point where it became unhealthy for him. I think he sees the game better than anybody. He said, this can't happen anymore. Franklin, when they beat Fremantle in a grand final, played on a half-forward flank and they let others do the business. I think John Longmire has been a bit slow to come to it. And I think what's happened the first two rounds, as good as Buddy's been, could be the best thing that ever happened to Sydney. Thanks, best, Daddy. Appreciate best, it. The best thing that ever happened... Yes, apologies, Lordo, the Velvet Sledgehammer. I didn't mention him as well. Those, oh, you can get... Yeah. <laughs> those, okay, Jesus. Those, those two... Uh, having Might it. to get a mention. <laughs> but he, he did raise a valid point. It could be the best thing that Horse has ever done for us, uh, moving Bud up to the middle, because it just changes the dyna- dynamic completely. It puts the puts the onus on the other forwards to well, you, get you the job done. You clear out the forward line, don't you? Yep. You've got space for, for our little blokes to run around. For not, our little blokes? Not for, for Hayward to find space, yeah. for Gary to find space. Blokes not, with really reliable clunkers. Not Sam Road anymore, unfortunately, all for eight weeks. Which is frustrating. I don't love it. I don't it's not ideal. It. I don't love it. Tommy? Yeah, gutted about Sam. Um, as, as he's just... We touched on he's just, he's Structurally, he's just vital um, to, to what we try and do, but... There, we'll hear a little bit later um, Horse talking about the other options uh, that we do have to bring into the side. There are a couple. There's a, oh, there's no, a few there's, ways. There's, that, there's a few ways that we can go about it. But Sam, it's he's not gonna, doomsday. I mean, it's, it's a big it's loss. Bad, but we will rebuild. A foundation follower of the True Bloods page, one Dave Baxter put it best. I think he just seemed Reedy just seems to be made of paper mache. <laughs> I love the way you put that one, Devil. <laughs> Fiberglass. Uh, oh, very but, good. But just on, back on Bud, he just completely bridged that disconnect that we had last week between the midfield group and the forward pack. And it wasn't just his incredible field kicking that stood out. His pressure on the opposition and just his presence around the stoppages and the confidence that that gave to the rest of the group, it was immense. And I love Hutto's call of that goal as well. This is Buddy Franklin. This is the greatest showman. This is him. And the goal itself just beggared belief. Yeah. And How he, good was that goal? Oh, unbelievable. It's, it sealed it. it. It was a captain's goal, and he's not even the bloody captain. Nick Haynes, see you later. Yeah, 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 yeah they don't argue. Yeah. Oh, great. Top that. It sealed it. It sealed Absolutely it sealed, sealed the, the game. game. And I think it, was it done. might have been Taranto again. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, I think but it was. there is a GWS defender who is yeah, actually mm. running away from him. Yeah. I would too. Oh, bloody oath. I wouldn't go anywhere near, no. buddy. He's insane. He's just got a, he's just got a trot on. Um, and he just looks so happy. He just looks so happy yep. playing footy. It brings a tear to my eye. He's in a very, 
very good paddock at the moment. Yeah. And Frank. the and the the boys they seem like a really Roaming. they seem like a really tight group of mates, don't they? It's, oh, it's not 100%. just Bud. The, 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 the whole bunch of them. You look at our group compared to a lot of other sides in the comp, and you can just see that connection Tom, that they've got. Tommy, together. you're you're spot on. Have you ever just had a squiz at uh, either Sammy Naismith or Dan Hannery's Instagram? Yeah, yeah. They're always in bulk Hanging groups out. together. It's, yep. it's it's really good to see. It's really good to see. Well, before we go to our first break here on True Bloods, let's uh, go to our votes for the Round 3 Clash against GWS. I'm going to give my one vote to a man we've spoken about a little bit already, Will Haywood. Um, and his lead-up work, as I mentioned before, was, was really important for us. It's, we needed someone to do it. We didn't know uh, whether, when we moved Buddy up the ground, whether the forward line was going to be able to readjust and adapt and, and cope. And, and Will was one who put his hand up really early, uh, kicked two goals, marking out on the lead in the first half, and um, that, that was really impressive for us. Uh, 18 disposals, nine marks, 14 pressure acts, five score involvements, and two goals for Will. Not bad at all. I've got to say, I reckon Millsy's a bit stiff here, only, only stringing two votes together. I mean, if a Brett Kirk medal doesn't uh, get you a few more than two, I don't know what will, but... Uh, as I alluded to earlier, gents, a sensational game from Millsy. And it was like huge. I said, it was that window into, uh, into, into the future for our club uh, that I wanted to see. And I was absolutely stoked with his 26 disposals, five intercepts, 510 metres gained at 81% efficiency, Good if Lord. you don't mind. That's a bit That's stiff to just get the two. I agree. Absolutely. Very outrageous. stiff. Um, we haven't spoken about him much today, but... Uh, God, he was good, this bloke. But the three votes. Isaac Heaney. Whew. Now... He's just a jet. He was a jet. And you you wouldn't... I mean, maybe maybe you want a, one more goal out of him, but, jeez, 23 disposals, 15 of those, Ben, were contested. Five tackles, which is uh, essential to Heaney's game especially. Um, and 17 pressure acts. We keep talking about it. Pressure beats skill every day mm-hmm. of the week, and um, Isaac Heaney is an absolute bull. Yes, he is. And yes, we he rate is. him. We rate him here at True Bloods. Um, have you got? Have you got to? Uh, have you got the. I don't want you. To, I don't want us to leave out the seven score involvements, including his goal. Vital. Yes, huge. Yes, yeah. we oh. probably want to see one more. Huge. But this alludes yeah. to my point. Unselfish. Uh, a few episodes back. He is a midfielder mm. with an ounce for kicking a goal. And that is what I just love about him the most. No, he's a jet. The four votes? Four votes. Probably a bit stiff for the big fella. He's been knocked off his perch. So <laughs> <laughs> you want four votes, four lowly votes for Frank the Tank. <laughs> I mean, I won't go over it again, but... Uh, he, he just made the game his own. He's not bad. Without without having to stay inside the uh, inside the 50-meter arc. He does his best work I, out there. I think before he kicked his two goals, I think I messaged you guys and halfway through the game and said, it's not often that Bud's best on ground and he hasn't kicked a goal. Yeah. But yeah, he, correct. He, yeah. he was that good, Bud. Correct. He was unbelievable. Ben, he's, he's roaming. Mm, a paddock. A paddock. He, he honestly just made the ground his own. And... To be honest, you can't really say that, as we've said. You can't really say that about a lot of key forwards in the competition. He's entirely unique. The GOAT. The GOAT. Now, Tommy, 
<clears throat> There's one more player left here. There is one more player. And um, I reckon I reckon we'll hear a little bit of uh, audio from him before I uh, uh, give him a little bit of a wrap-up here. Let's uh, listen to that right now. Yeah, well, it's a pretty um, pretty tough forward line to play on. So uh, then you're throwing guys like, you know, Will Haywood and, and, and Tom Papley, Gary Rowan's down there as well. So, look, as long as we can, uh, midfielders can get the ball down there, um, they can do the rest. But, um, yeah, obviously it's important for them to share the load. And, um, yeah, like I thought it was a real even performance from all of them. There he is. We know that voice. It is the Chief, Callum Sinclair. Uh, and he gets the five votes today. Uh, 45 hit-outs, 11 contested possessions, six clearances, three tackles, 12 pressure acts, and three big goals. 123 AFL fantasy points to lead all comers on the ground. The Big Chief, an outstanding game um, in the ruck, floating forward. And if we can get a little bit more out of that of that sort of stuff oh, this yeah. year, wow, um, that's going to add a serious string to our bow if uh, Cal can continue in that sort of fashion. Um, stiff to miss, I just want to touch on before we go to the break. Joey Kennedy, 25 disposals, 12 contested, 8 clearances, 5 tackles, 23 pressure acts, if you don't mind, and a goal. And Kieran Jack, back to some of his best form. A couple of people were doubting Kieran last year, but 18 disposals, 18 pressure acts, 388 metres gained. Big stat there for Kieran, and two direct goal assists. I his, thought he was his huge. His delivery into the Ford 50 was fantastic. Mm. It, it was really good. He's great by foot. 10 out of 10, agree with that one. All right, boys, let's go to our first break here on True Bloods. We'll be back after this. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, we do like to do a little segment uh, called The Greatest Swan of the Past 25 Years Competition. It's on Facebook. And last week, we uh, put up the battle with a couple of big names, uh, the great Barry Hall and the great Mickey O'Loughlin. Good Lord Almighty, Ben. Yeah, we put it out to the voters, um, and it was comprehensive, really. Hawley, Uh, Hawley, if you're listening... Tune out. Absolute drubbing, Baz. Sorry, Hawley. 162 games, 467 goals, three-time All-Australian for the Swans. 2004, Skilton medalist, seven-time leading goal kicker for the club, 2005 AFL Coaches Player of the Year, and 2005 Premiership Captain. Good Lord, that is a resume and a half. Went down to Mickey O'Loughlin, another great of the Swans. 303 games, 521 goals, two-time All-Australian, AFL Hall of Famer, Indigenous Team of the Century, 2009 Madden medalist, and of course, 2005 Premiership player. So he was a freak. I, lo- I loved Mickey. Oh, he was a gun. He was a gun. That, that goal against West Coast is forever etched in my memory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that in 06 uh, oh, yeah. qualifying, qualifying oh, final. Unbelievable. Actually, I was talking to a West Coast mate on the weekend and... Um, he, he was pumping up Liam Ryan, who's, who's a new player for the Eagles. We saw him in round one, and he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know who he reminds me of. Who, who's Liam oh, Ryan yeah, remind he me does. of?" And he oh, does, and that's it. That was 100%. the one. And then it came to him, and he said, "Oh, I reckon, I reckon it's Mick." I'm like, "Yeah, he does have a bit he of does. Mick. He, he actually does. He certainly has a bit of Mick, Liam Ryan." So yeah. I was thinking, "Who the hell is Liam Ryan?" But then, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely 100%. right. He uh, he's a pretty special talent, Liam Ryan. Mm. Yeah, one, one to look out for. Unfortunately, injured on the weekend for the West Coast supporters and mm. AFL fans in general. 
Great talent. Well, anyway, O'Loughlin belted Baz. Yep, and the and the next battle has to come up didn't straight even, away. Didn't even belt him like annihilated him. At a post, walked all over. Barry him. Hall got Brent staked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maz went. Maz went there. You can't go there. Oh, oh I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right, so ah. on that note, we'll move on to the next battle in our greatest one competition of the past 25 years. And it's another two big names this week. It is the great Lewis Roberts Thompson taking on the great Ryan O'Keefe. Good now, Lord. how are we going to split these two? I'm not sure, but we're, we're going oh, to try. We're going to try. I suppose, you know what, we'll get a really good idea of what pulls the votes together yeah, here, yeah. because we're looking at an outstanding footballer right, versus, versus a cult favourite. Yeah, versus... But the cult favourite is, is a bloke who arguably should have won two Norm Smiths. Oh, def- oh 100%. He yeah. was robbed in 2005. He was yeah. absolutely robbed. Oh, Judd played pretty well. Yeah, I, I still reckon he's... He was so good, though, He was unreal. He was so good, LRT. And his, his hair looked like a toilet brush in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, he was so good. I loved him. Yeah, absolutely. Ripper, Ripper Louis. Yeah, Colt following. One of the original the, boys of we, Bondi. LRT. <laughs> Bondi billionaires. LRT. <laughs> and the la- last quarter of that 2012 yeah. grand final, both of them vitally yeah. important. But yeah. it, I've, just got, I've just got visions in my head. I wake up in the middle of the night with, with LRT <laughs> taking hangers everybody. Dripping wet. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Buddy going up for marks and, and LRT just glorious, yeah. glorious hands with that blonde shag yeah. behind him. And he'll forget. He'll God, ever... I hated Buddy then. Yeah. Well, oh, didn't we all? Yeah. Didn't we all? Who, who could forget also the uh, the tackle on Hodge in that game? Yeah, that yeah. holding ripper. the ball. But Rock ended up being the Norm Smith medal, uh, Norm Smith medalist in that match. So a couple of greats to uh, toss up between there. There, but uh, let's get to a couple of our social questions that we put out uh, to the fans this week and. One of which um, was about the man that went down with a big injury today, um, Sam Reed, And uh, who's going to replace him in the side? I reckon we might have a little bit of a listen to what Horse had to say about it, and then we'll discuss what we think. Updates on Sam Reed. How's he travelling? Uh, not too good, unfortunately. So um, he's got a bit of quad tendon damage. Uh, so it's probably going to mean an extended period on the sidelines. Um, when I say extended period, it's probably around the, I'm not quite sure, but around the eight-week mark at, the, at this time. So um, really disappointing news for, for him and us. How, how did he do it? Oh, very simple. Just um, just turned. Um, wasn't much in it at all. So, um, um, yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. Just just turned. The, the ball was probably about 10 metres away. Uh, didn't even turn quickly and, um, and uh, unfortunately got injured. It must be one of those things where, you know, it happens right in the last uh, minute and, you know, is that, I guess it's just the luck of the draw, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough game, obviously, and, uh, and it happens with just five minutes to go and um, but the game was going down to the wire. It's not something you can be too conservative with when you're trying to win the game of footy. So um, just, just one of those things. And unfortunately now he's got an extended period to, to get himself right. Um, he's a critical player for us and he'll, he'll get himself and, and hopefully contribute when he gets back. Um. So that was Horse talking about Sam Reid and, and his injury and how long he's going to be out for eight weeks. That's a, 
that's a big blow for us. It's isn't a sting. It? It's a sting. It is. Mads, I'm keen to get your thoughts on it, given your stance on our structure and how much we rely on, how much more we need to rely on a second tall forward. Well, I think if you if you just looked at the Port Adelaide game versus the GWS game, I think it's very clear, black and white, that that is the way forward. We we need we need that. You can't we can't operate without that. Otherwise, we're just going to be playing the we same leave, game. We leave too much to chance. Far too much, and, we leave too and much it to becomes so buddy centric, mm. and it's just not a not the way you're going to win a flag. You may win a couple of games, Absolutely. but you're not going to win a flag by doing that. No. So, we need another tall forward. As we said before, we touched before on the fact that our smalls are great. They're versatile. They put on so much forward pressure. But I reckon it's McCartan's time. Bring Honestly, do bring I'm him with, in. I'm with Mads on this one, Tommy. Well, bring him in. Get him. Get him he's, going. He's a centimetre shorter than Sam Reid. There's a couple of uh, couple of people on the social that have got the got your backing there, and they're they're going in for McCartan. Link Clegg said, "Bring him McCartan straight up." That's that's all he said. So uh, he agrees with you there. Um, Michael Tuller said, "I think McCartan is riskier." but a bigger reward option. I saw that mm. comment. I thought that was a very was, good comment. That was really insightful. Who was that? Uh, that was Michael Tula. Good on you, Michael. Um, Paul Flume said, he's so important for us, but bloody hell, his body's useless. Two months out, he's going to lose all fitness and it's too hard to get back in after that. He'll come back into the side, but will again get injured. Oh. I don't know if he's going to lose his fitness. Yeah, uh, a little pessimistic. But... Yeah. But, I mean... It, valid concerns. Uh, yeah, valid concerns. Yeah, yeah. Valid concerns. The fact of the matter remains that there's every chance when he comes back in, he will get injured again. Because he's done it Cheeky. every other season. Cheeky Yosi. <laughs> every other time. We can't rely on him to stay on the pitch. Cheeky Yosi Di Maria says, time to shine at Nick, Aaliyah, Darcy and Tom. I assume it that is. means Nick Newman. Yes. And Absolutely. Tom McCartan, uh, Darcy Cameron, she's uh, alluding to there. Yeah, we're just alluding there to Paul being a little bit pessimistic, but I think Adam Richard is being a little bit optimistic. He says, trade him once and for all, maybe to the Suns for Tom Lynch. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> as we, as we Jesus. have a hole in the salary cap with Tippett retiring. They're getting know. the raw end of the deal, aren't they? Uh, don't well, well, hang on a second. Then I'll forget Lynchy for him. I don't think we've got a hole in our salary cap <laughs> with, uh, with Tippett leaving it uh, just as yet. Just as yet. But, I mean, uh, imagine, imagine what Lynch would do. Yeah, well, we shouldn't get too excited about that. That's not going to happen. The I AFL won't think, yeah, let that happen. Yeah, the <laughs> AFL won't let that happen. I can guarantee you that much. Um, there was another one you... Stewie, uh, Stewie, Jew. It was an inside. Oh, inside oh biggest conspiracy orchestrated. theory ever. Orchestrated. Good Lord. Threw um, himself on the sword to get Lynch to the swans. Is my is my man Daniel Kerwin in there? Did he, um, did he have a comment at all? Uh what did Daniel say? He said, easy, AJ, his time has come. Now, Ooh, okay. now hang the, on the inf- Now, Daniel. <laughs> information Daniel. that we've got is AJ still a little bit away. So we, we are all excited for his return, but he's we not are. just yet. Not just yet. But until he plays a game in the NEFL, he's nowhere even close to yeah, selection. Yeah. And even AJ. when he plays a game in the NEFL, is he even that close to selection? Correct. I mean, it's a, got to impress. It's a, yeah. it's a big jump up, though. Yep. Um, boy, honestly, you want to talk about character of a club? Oh, and I know that I'm not. I'm not trying to say that we're the only club in the AFL that would ever do something like this. But the perseverance you're talking about, yeah, absolutely, Mads, absolutely, Tommy. We are stuck through, stuck by this kid through five 
knee Rico's. I think yeah. it is. I think that's what I heard because there was there was two, and then there was complications yep. where he had to go back under the knife. Yeah. Uh, with infections and all kinds of stuff. And it is just obscene. He's had a horror run. A shocking run. His attitude is just legendary, though. Yeah, 100%. absolutely legendary. There was actually there was a little half-hour doco on him. Um, there was. At the 1736. Yeah. Correct, 1736. Tommy, bang. Oh. Um, but he's got a flag. He does. That's, that's the he great does. thing. That's the great and thing. And wasn't he great in that game? Oh. Yeah. I still remember he had. He one, got the last yeah. kick of the game. Yeah, last yep. kick of the game. I was about mm. to say he had one yeah. of the final touches. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Forever grateful. But McCartan, I reckon it's time. Yep, yep. No, I don't mind the idea of McCartan. Also, I don't mind the Darcy Cameron uh, yep. idea. We floated in the last couple of mm-hmm. weeks the idea of bringing in Alir and um, maybe putting him in the ruck uh, as a makeshift ruckman to help out Tower, so we can release Sinclair forward. Maybe if Alir's not ready to go. Cameron can come into that role and Sinclair can still go forward. Mm. Can I ask you a question? What's the deal with Nick Newman? Yeah, I'm not too sure uh, why Nick's on the adder at the moment. I was quite impressed with his performances last year. He, he certainly didn't do anything wrong. No, he, no. Se- he seemed to slot into the side nicely. but uh, And it's, it's just out of character for us to just drop someone like that. I'm sure it's just little thing. It might, might be something to do with fitness, or, yep. or maybe his, his skills are, are a little bit rusty at the moment. But um, not 100 percent sure mm. exactly what's going they, on with Nick. But it'll very be very well just be being kept out. Be, yeah, exactly right. There's there's players. Like there are skillers, I know. There's 22 good players on the weekend. But in our there's no yourself. one. When was the last time you saw someone in our side where you just went, "This bloke needs to go back to yeah. the knee yeah. and get yeah. his confidence up"? It's just not something yeah. that we ever have yeah. to talk about uh, at our footy club. So there's every chance that Aren't he's... Aren't thankful for that? Absolutely. Uh, he's just being kept out. Another bit of news that we posed to the uh, social media following to get a bit of feedback on was the re-signing of a talented youngster in Will Hayward. Oh, More yeah. than talented youngster. He's a very exciting young man. As we've spoken about, he got in the votes this week and it's just outstanding to have him commit to the club until the end of 2020 at the least. And uh, he had a few words on the club website today, Will, um, just discussing why he has signed on for the next couple of years. Let's listen to that now. Um, oh, look, I think, you know, the, the culture is probably the obvious thing. Um, all the boys here are, are so great and it's, um, you know, it's it's the best place to work and, um, you know, the, the talent and, and, and all that here speaks for itself. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a very easy decision. That culture, the bloods, Tommy. That's it. Mads. That's what it's all about. And that's what we love to hear from Will Haywood, just uh, drumming drumming that in, the, the culture that we know is so strong at the bloods. And, and yeah, Will, a great, great uh, result, having him sign on for the next couple of years and hopefully beyond as well. Enormous. Um, and on, on the social, Daniel Kerwin, old mate Daniel old Kerwin. Old mate Daniel. Nothing gets past him. Loves a chat it. on the social, Daniel. He said, so exciting, this young fella, see his spin out of the pack against the power, no doubt a future midfielder. I love Daniel Kerwin. All right. Big, big fan of Daniel, big fan yeah. of Daniel. Very active. Oh, on, very on active. Very he's, like active. My, he's like my mum on Facebook. Extremely active, sharing everything. Marie Hansen says, brilliant move by the club. Uh, so much talent. X. Um, and oh, that was to you, Tommy. And Colin Robbins uh, tagged his mate Mike, Mike Davies and said, "This kid can play. He can. Oh, can't he? Can't he? Thanks if that was to me, Marie. That's very nice. Uh, <laughs> He's single. <laughs> 
Uh, so, I reckon we can facilitate that. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, Marie, give, us, us, a, give us a buzz. Call into the studio here at Podula and I'll uh, have a chat to you any time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, boys, let's just, Mads. Let's just bring, it back, bring it back a little bit. Here we go. I got into work an hour early this morning because I wanted to uh, just get a little bit of content going for a segment I like to call Obscure Swan. Oh, new segment. New Ooh. segment alert. Ooh. I'm going to work on the name. Get, it get a this bit, on the uh, run sheet. Yes. Uh, now, guys, this, here's how we're going to do it, right? So I've, I've found an Obscure Swan from history. Okay. From 1990 and beyond. Okay. Now, I'm going to read you a bit about him, and you're going to tell me who you think he is. All right? Guessing game. Here we bit go. of a guessing game in the Podular Studios. Now, <clears throat> he, you may be surprised to learn he is a former Australian rules footballer. <laughs> um, he was originally... Sorry, that's an irrelevant fact. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to throw me off the scent. <laughs> he was originally from Bandura. Bandura. Yes. Mm. He was drafted. Eastern Footy Leagues. No, Northern Footy League. Northern Footy League. Northern, Northern Football Netball League, as it has been rebranded. That'll be Tommy's territory. Yeah, uh, tune into 88.6 Plenty Valley FM every Saturday afternoon for the match of the day. Cross promotion, I like it. Um, he was drafted by Sydney from the Northern Knights in the TAC Cup with the 11th section in the 2007 draft. Any guesses so far? Pick eleven in the two thousand seven draft. No Northern bloody googling Knights. this. No, I've got, I've got, I've got a feeling. I know who you're talking about. I'll, I'll, hold, right. I'll hold back my answer. Yeah, I, I'm sort of. I've got a few that I'm. Because right. I, I feel like this player's uh, brother still plays uh, down in the Northern League, and I've seen him a couple of times. Oh, it sounds like Tommy's buddy got it. Um, he was named in the under eighteen All Australian side as a defender. Uh, but he also played forward, where he kicked eight goals for the Knights. He made his debut for Sydney in round 18 of 2008, and in his fourth game against Brisbane, he kicked four goals. Any takers? There's a cheeky I grin. To, I want Benny to have no, a crack. No, 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 I'm still... Yeah, I, I, still so I'm, I've got a... It hasn't narrowed it down for me. Okay. I've got a feeling this player moved to another club. At, at the point. end of the 2010 AFL season, he was traded to another club for a late draft pick and was then delisted by said club. Said club was the Western Bulldogs. Ben, before you jump in, Tommy, Benny, have you got any ideas? I've kind of been thrown off the scent on that one. Sent to the doggies. Look at Tommy's face. Oh, mate, he's, he, he is lit up. He's lit up for sure. Uh, sent to the doggies for a low draft pick and delisted. Nah, I've been thrown off the scent. That's all right. It's a good name. Good name as well. He's a, I loved him. He's, he's good, yeah, he, he, was a, he was an exciting player. He was really he was exciting. Very exciting forward and had a lot of potential. And, yeah. Um, we probably never saw his full potential, but as you noted in that game against Brisbane uh, back in the day, uh, it'd be... Showed what he was really capable and of. And he in went the absolutely half. berserk when he kicked the goal. His yeah. celebrations were sensational. Mm. 
But unfortunately, uh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't able what to was hang around name, for, the, for the blood. Uh, Patrick Vez Premi, I believe the player is. Correct. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Vez. And he was traded with Andreas Emperitz to the dogs. Yeah, well, you picked one out of the Northern Knights, so it sort of made it easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Obscure is the word. Obscure. Obscure is the word, yeah. Not so, gonna lie, I was absolutely nowhere near that. Are you on next week? I am. Yep, all right. I am. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Should we take a break, Tommy? I reckon we should. Be back soon. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Just at this stage, we expect it. You know, it's a it's a two to three weeker. Um, it's not a bad one though, so it's um, it's just enough for, to miss a couple of weeks, and hopefully that's all it is. Is anybody perform one of the twos that are kind of obvious or direct replacements for those guys? Well, we're looking at um, obviously Jones at the moment. Whether whether he comes back in the team, he's certainly feeling good. He'll do some, do some running today, and and. Um, plan is to train him on Thursday, so um, you know, he's an option to come back in the team. Um, as far as the, the options coming from our reserves, we've still got a few there, a few different options, and um, you know, we'll, we'll consider those ones over the next sort of 24 hours. Where's Amir at the moment? Because I guess he would be a logical replacement if he was fit. For, for... Yeah, look, you know, he, missed, he missed five weeks of footy, and so he played his first 60-minute game on the weekend, so it's... It's just whether he's had enough work under his belt to come back in the team just yet. Uh, we're not sure about that, so um, yeah, we'll work through that. Given Sinclair showed some real good form on the weekend, ruck and forward, would mm. you consider playing Cameron straight into the ruck and Sinclair forward, or would yeah. you like to keep him in the ruck? While no, it's an option for form? us. It's an option for us to be able to do that. Um, certainly is an option. Um, so we'll, we'll weigh that up. Um, you know, we've. He, he kicked um, his goals in the weekend pushing forward Sinclair so um, you know, we're really happy with his form and, and you know, he needs to keep that going but you know, we can feel as though we've got a number of different ways we can go it's just a matter of which, which way we turn to Options are plenty says Horse to uh, fix up the key position stock situation with the, the out of Merlican and Reed. Um, which which way would you guys go for the Bulldogs game? I'd, I'd love to see Aaliyah come back in so would I I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. But that being said, I do see him playing a very significant part in our season this year. Uh, I just think they're going to give him a bit more game time before before he comes in. We've already spoken, Mads, sorry, about McCartan coming in. We're all in yep. agreement. So I think mm. I think it's it's the best game for him to come in. Yeah, yeah. He'll be against he'll be against a young backline. Yep, Eddie had you know, good for a tall forward yeah, player absolutely. where he's not necessarily going to get monstered yeah, by, a, by a big body. Yeah, correct. For sure. it's, it's, if you're going to bring him in any game, it's this one. Uh, to be honest, Cameron, Marsh, either of them would do as well. Yeah, oh. I, I, I like Harry in at the back for Melican. Yeah, if Amir's not mm. right, 100%, yep. it, it'll be Marsh. Um, Cam, Cameron, it, we can probably, if if we are all in agreement that McCartney, the best option for McCartan is this game to bring him in and you can probably leave the Cameron Let experiment Cameron. for a little bit later for sure yeah, probably alright and the next game that we've got coming up is the 
round four clash against the Western Bulldogs. And I saw the Bulldogs live on Sunday at Etihad, and while they seemed to be in pretty good nick, the opposition they had to contend with was atrocious. Absolutely shocking. So not sure what, not sure it was the most accurate reflection of how they're travelling. But all their big names had plenty of it. Hunter had 35, Dalhouse 31, McRae 30, Bont on fire, kicking three, McLean and Wallace both involved and hitting the scoreboard. Redpath and Tory Dixon back into the side last week. They straightened them up a bit. Bombers actually won the centre bounce clearances, uh, 17-8, but around the ground, Bell Chambers got destroyed by the young fella, Tim English, who was really impressive. Uh, Dogs won the stoppage clearances around the ground, 22-10. But the big stat from the game uh, has to be 140 uncontested marks for the Dogs. So uh, Essendon's lack of accountability defensively. Don't come Monday, yeah. Bombers. You are Good kidding. Lord. 140 uncontested this marks. This is literally a ridiculous stat. Oh, that is obscene. They didn't, they didn't man up once. Not once. So that lack of accountability is really oh, telling. I mean, and <laughs> This weekend, they're not going to have that, the dogs. That's, they're not going to get... That's garbage. That's more a spade a spade, Ben. That is appalling. It was rubbish. It was rubbish. Well, I suppose it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we've kind of sat back and gone, you know, Bombers, they were looking pretty good. Round yeah. one. Oh, oh, round shit, one uh, is a lo- oh. seems like a long time Dude, ago, Joe doesn't Danaher's it? a good player. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had a stinker. Yeah, he had an absolute stinker. But it just shows Joey. how um, how quickly things change in footy. They were how they were thinking premiership in round one. They were thinking flag, flag, flag. And now look at them. You got Joe Danaher buckling handballs in the goal square. Did it you was, see that? Did you yeah. see that? Oh, that, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it came through on every highlight no, page. Just it's going to be a long week. Long week for the Bombers yeah. fans. They just they just want to get. Uh, Round four underway, I'd reckon, against Port Adelaide. Um, but, but then by the same token, <laughs> yeah, you probably don't yeah, want yeah, to. Probably you're, probably, you're probably not looking forward to Port Adelaide. No, you're to probably be not. Port are in pretty good nick, so it might be another ugly day for the Bombers. But for us this week, strong focus has got to be, again, applying that forward pressure that we that we were able to bring back yeah, uh, sure. last week. They're young Absolutely. back six. We, we can really, uh, really hurt them if we can have that solid forward pressure. And in the middle, just making sure that we use our bigger bodies to our advantage and take it up to them physically around the stoppage. Also pushing forwards... I think what will help us beat the Bulldogs is that that spread that we had on the weekend of goal kickers as well. Just create extra options, extra yep. headaches for uh, for the doggies. Yep. Expect buddy up the ground again as well. Yeah, for sure, Definitely. absolutely. Sinkers floating forward on English. Uh, I reckon, I reckon, buddy's going to absolutely run a mark yeah. this week so for sure, I. especially I under the dome. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was pretty good there last year. The dogs beat us actually last year in the, I think it was a round he nearly, two class round two had. and he nearly single-handedly brought us back into the yep. game with about I think it was three mm. goals two from one what, yeah, one from two, 60 metres away two, two from pretty much yeah. the same spot where they let him do the same thing yeah. where he just wheeled <laughs> onto his left and booted it and brought us back within about 10 points I think he did mm. but unfortunately they kicked away again that was a part of their really promising start it was to 2016 where you went oh geez, you know uh, actually, back to back no, no flash in the pan, like very good looking side, they really but, lost nope, they their mojo halfway through. They really went missing, but uh, they did seem to be kind of a combination of somewhat finding their feet uh, versus their previous performances, as well as it was effectively a training drill, particularly with 140 uncontested marks. That is literally witches' hats. That is that is insipid. Yeah. Yeah. Insipid, and see that's why I, I think we're very spoiled in the way our football club has gone about the last yep. fifteen years because we haven't had to put up with any of that crap. 
No. Um, my my, uh, my my brother is and his and all of his mates are long suffering demons fans, and I often find myself at Melbourne Games uh, to get a, a bit of use out yep. of the MCC membership. Not cheap these days, but uh, I would often find myself in the MCC with them. Just heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking <laughs> loss. Just watching them go. Is our side ever going to get any better? Like we will take. 10 more contested possessions if that's all we can get. Yep. And they do. They celebrate that sort of stuff. And we just do not know what that's yeah. like. No, we don't. <laughs> we have no idea. We don't. And, and, and you look at the mentality of the players as well. I mean, you've got, at Essendon, you see some of these blokes that are just a little bit me, me, me. You've got Joe Danaher who's down there just sticking his Don't get me started on the package and, as well. Yeah, package stringer. Oh, uh, you've got a Razio who'd be up and about about got, Brian getting around got him. You've Connor McKenna biting people. Exactly. Hooker, Hooker's got... Yeah. Hooker and Hurley having has, these ridiculous haircuts. Hooker and, has the worst head in the <laughs> AFL at the moment. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> even outdone. He, 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 oh, uh, God. And, and they can't back it up on game day. Meanwhile, no. we've got a bloke Where's the garlet at Carlton, the bloody helmet? (laughs) That is just, it is shocking. (laughs) Meanwhile, we've got a bloke named George Hewitt. He had nine disposals on the weekend. He was probably our best player in the JLT. And Lockie Whitfield. Only had nine disposals, George, but Lockie Whitfield is one of the most important players the Giants set up. And only five kicks Mm. for the whole day, Lockie Whitfield. Lockie Whitfield covered the most kilometres on the ground, 16.2 Ks for the game. But he didn't have any impact on the game because no. George, his selfless role, had the second most kilometres on the ground, 15.8 Ks. Not all me, me, me. Not Georgie. I'm the best. I'm George and I'm doing my role. Georgie for won't get any Brownlow votes for no, he it. he won't. But I tell you, a horse would have given him a big pat on the back after no. that. And we'll give Georgie, him a pat on the back. Georgie here. boy. He would have to be oh, an yeah. awfully close second to sinkers for your, uh, for your man. No, I love George. We I are. Love George. I love George. We are. Big, Watch George very closely. We're big fans of uh, of Georgie Boy here on True Bloods. I'll tell we you are. Much. If you're listening, George, we'd love to have you in the studio. Absolutely, <laughs> we'd welcome you with open arms. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get to our tip for this game, and I assume that you know under the under the roof it's going to be a, a buddy show, as we alluded to before, and and I don't think any of us will be tipping the Western Bulldogs in this and one. The good thing is. We're not. It's we're not in a position where we could get a bit of a reality check. I mean, if we were three and zero right now, it could be a game where we walk into going no 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 no, and then get a bit of a exactly wake right. up call. But we've sort of already had that, so I'm confident we will put them to the sword. Ten out of ten, Mads. I'm right there with you. I think they are a bit of a bogey side for us. Yeah, they yeah, certainly can be. Has been a danger um, game in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, ever since they sort of stung us. Stole uh, our premiership. The, well, even prior to that, when they stung us, JJ stung us after the siren yeah. uh, at the SCG. They have, they have yeah. matched up quite well on us, and it wouldn't surprise me if... Their tails are up, and and it's a bit, and it actually gets quite close. They do get themselves up for games against. Us, they don't do, they, they do. Uh, I just think that we're going to go harder. I think we're our where our footy's at at the moment. I think based yeah. on our performance. Yeah, from what I saw live on the weekend, they've still got issues to work through, mm-hmm. and we have less mm-hmm. of those. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I actually think, to be honest, if there was a sign in the comp where it's almost better to go smaller. It's, they're probably yeah. it's probably them. Yeah. They're the ones that we're going to get away, as you said, Matt, with yeah. a less experienced second tall. Certainly, and we can allow uh, allow those 
small small mids and small forwards to push up the ground to really apply the pressure and also the mids to sort of start pushing in and pressuring the 50. You're not wrong, Benny. Tommy, anything to add? Not too much. Just swans by seven goals. Oh, seven. Yep. Seven. I'm yep. going five. Mads? Yep. Eight. Oh, jeez. Oh, that, of course, is buddy, four, buddy to go berserk. 4.35 this Saturday afternoon at Etihad Stadium. Everyone should get down there. It's pack it out with red and white. And um, let's outdo the Bulldog supporters in terms of numbers. Let's, let's get, everyone, get everyone down there. Are you going to be there, Benny? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Yep. I've got, I'll be uh, at the Northern Football Nepal League uh, in the afternoon and then head straight there afterwards. Very also. Good. Yeah, Very I'll be good. there. Um, the rest of the games for round four and Who Friday cares? night. Really? <laughs> Adelaide Collingwood, 7.20, Adelaide Oval. Uh, crows for me. Crows. Oh, Collingwood are garbage. Yeah. Yep. yep. They crows. are just trash. Yep. And the media is just starting to go, well, yeah. maybe Collingwood's not that bad. They are trash. Yeah. And they have not defeated. They beat Carlton. They have, they have defeated an up-and-coming side. But not a good side. It's yeah. one of the, I went to, I went there on Friday And they also night. didn't it do it convincingly. Was, they didn't, and because, <laughs> and I couldn't, for the life of me, understand it. I was watching it with a diehard Blues supporter, a very, very good friend of mine, uh, and the two of us couldn't wrap our heads around the fact that uh, it was, I think, the third quarter. Levi's just kicked two or three goals back to back, and they just, the Blues weren't getting up and about. Yep. They were back in the game, and they just weren't getting up and about, and it was a really bizarre thing to watch. Uh, but that is my premise behind Collingwood. Collingwood's no good. They're no. still not no. that. They don't... Just because you get a W doesn't make you a good team. Yep. I think they're still garbage. It is comfortably the Crows yep. at Adelaide Oval. Comfortably. Dangerously And, and Adelaide have got their issues, but they will still comfortably... Bells, oh, Collingwood. They sure will. Yeah. Absolutely. The Greater Western Sydney Giants, who would be uh, pretty filthy with uh, going down be, to us. Wouldn't want to be playing GWS this weekend, yeah. I'll tell and you that And poor much. old Fremantle has to travel up to UNSW Stadium. Uh, 1.45 start on Saturday afternoon. Dockers have been pretty They're impressive good. the last couple of weeks. They're I've good. really uh, after we absolutely belted them for the first two rounds. Yeah, no, potted them early, but now they're, they're coming good now. There's a there's a few pieces to that side that um, weren't up and about like they like they are this year. Nat Fife has, has come really? right back into proper form. Brownlow, Brownlow, yeah, he, very well. Brownlow, he'd have to be a favourite right now. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, oh, he's buddy, he'd be a favourite, I reckon. <laughs> if he's Just not, quietly. yeah. Well, you know what. He's not, but that probably would, ma- would probably make him good value. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that be... we would promote betting. Oh, always gamble yeah. responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> always gamble responsibly. Um, so do we, do we give Frio any it's... sort of chance? No, I reckon JWS will you know belt what? them. Uh, it, it, mm, I'm not going to say belted. I reckon it'll be a, f- a very spirited Frio, but... Lockie Neal, David Mundy, Sonny Walters? Mm, I think... It is going to be the the Giants, probably four or five goals. They will be breathing fire. Yeah, they'll get it done, the Giants. Mm. But uh, Freo will give it a crack. Uh, Richmond versus Brisbane Lions, Saturday, 2.10 MCG. It's a big one, actually. Danger game for Richmond. It is, and we like that. Brizzy, not... I mean, we talk quite often about how we're always very impressed with Brisbane, but um, they're actually pretty reliable at the MCG at times. Charlie Cameron. As well, uh, gee, they were good last week oh. against Port Adelaide. They nearly, they nearly knocked off Port. Yeah, they were that good last week. Will Beams be back this week? Uh, not a hundred percent sure on that one. It's the kind of game Richmond lose yeah. as well. 
Uh, it's very, yeah, it would be very rich. The, the Tigers of old, you may say. You do say. How are these numbers? You do 499 say. 499 metres gained, 49 hitouts, 30 disposals. I know who you're talking seven about. Seven tackles, seven marks, 13 contested possessions, nine inside 50s. That's a beast of a game. From Big Steph Martin. Steph Martin. Yeah, Steph from Martin a is an absolute monster. Mm. When he's on, yep. he, he's, he's as good as anyone else He'd in the He'd be the number one Ruckman for oh, me. Yeah, absolutely. And dangerous inside 52. Oh, can kick. Dangerous. Can kick. He's mm-hmm. not as disabled as other Ruckman. You know what? Width as well. Mm. He is massive. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the makings of a really good side. He, Hodgie he looked great be. on the weekend. Hodgie looked fantastic. Especially, particularly in the last quarter, yeah. game was on the line. Hodgie was great. Yeah, He's, uh, mate, he's the general. Mate, they, that and you team... Know what? That's that, what he's there for. That's what he's there for. He's the McVeigh. He's, it's the same same situation. Bloody oath. But I really want to tip Brisbane. So do I, and I'm going to. You are? Yeah. yeah Brisbane, so, so Brisbane by like one that. goal. Uh, two. I like that. Brisbane by two goals. Holy for hell, wouldn't that be enormous? I'm going to say the Tigers just get so over the line. on for young and old on yeah. Swan Street. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there because Lord knows I'm not going to hang around and buddy drink around Eddie had. Docklands uh, is rubbish. North Melbourne take on Carlton Saturday night at Blundstone Arena, 7.25. Oh, God. Yeah. No, no, Carlton. Oh, Carlton? God. Yeah, Carlton. Carlton, Carlton. wins. Sorry, pardon me, kids. I saw Ooh. our game in between there. I thought oh. I commented on the wrong game. Um, no, Carlton. God. Carlton to win. Oh, absolutely, mate. North Melbourne. Brown and Waite, for mine. Carlton yeah, doesn't have a back six. Carlton do not have a back six. There's no Doherty. There's no burn. March Banks oh. out now. He's, he's just got injured. Uh, Pickett's Yum. not there. Their, their back six is, is shot. I went mate. to... Liam um, Jones. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jonesy. Well, Jonesy's there, but it's just Jonesy. I went, yeah. to, um, I went to the game, the North Melbourne, Melbourne game, and Waite and Brown... Oh, they, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty solid. They're pretty seven, solid. Seven between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll give them that. And I won't give them anything else North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> it stops at... at, at, at in fact, Brown and White. What about Higgins? It stops what about at, Higgins? It stops at... Cunnington, Zeebel do yeah. anything for you? No, Zeebel doesn't, but Cunnington does. Yeah, look. Too much hype around... Too much hype around Zeebel too early on, I think. I just don't think he grew, quite grew into the player... That we wanted him to be. Jack would be much better off at another club. He gets smashed. Mm. He gets absolutely bashed yeah. up every week, and he has for years. If he, if he's at a at a club that's got a little bit more mid, midfield depth and a Some little protection. bit more a little bit more recruiting smarts, yeah, um, and, <laughs> and, and, and possibly um, possibly he, he's a more revered player within all forty circles. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. he's yeah, he probably uh, isn't as revered it, as he it, possibly like said, could mate. have been. Starts at Benny Brown, it stops at Benny Brown. <laughs> uh, West Coast Eagles take on the Gold Coast Suns Saturday Optus Stadium. What do we uh, What do we think about this one, fellas? Like Gold Coast Eagles. <laughs> West Coast Eagles here comfortably for mine. Liking the Suns, I like the but Suns, but there is still more development that needs to come. And I consider put it this way: I don't consider. Gold Coast to be in the top half of the competition. No. I do consider the West Coast Eagles to be comfortably in the top half of the competition Agreed. at the stage and at home on the open expanses of Optus Stadium. Great I stadium. A little, little bit of an issue with the LEDs on the, uh, Didn't on the it fence. Cut someone? It cut up Blixarves, it cut up Tui. There's a few cuts on the LEDs. Yeah. 
You're going to have to look at that. That Jeez. shouldn't be the case, should it? No, apparently, yeah, they're, they're going to look into that bit of OHS issues there, but I'm Absolutely. sure I'll just need a bit more padding and it'll, it'll be fine. I'd sue if I was Blick Abs. I'd be furious. Yeah. You need a few stitches. That being said, we're getting away from the point here. We are. Yeah. Uh, West Coast are going to comfortably do this by about four or five goals. Last week, I tipped West Coast to beat Geelong at home. They're at home again. I'll tip them again. Essendon versus Port Adelaide. Rubbish <laughs> versus Port there Adelaide. There is yeah, going to be a 12-goal win here, and yep. it's not going to be Essendon. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, I... It's going to get I don't have anything else to add better. to that, Mads. That's a uh, that's a ten plus goal victory to Port Adelaide. Signed, sealed, delivered. Put yep. your house on it. <laughs> Tough draw for the Bombers. It's going to get uglier before it gets better. Port Adelaide by plenty. Uh, Hawthorne versus Melbourne Sunday three twenty MCG. Hawthorne probably game of the round. Yeah, this should be an absolute corker. Might go to that actually. Um, Hawthorne. I reckon Hawthorne. Hawthorne for mine. Yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah, gee, the, the D's looked like um, a pretty good side on the weekend, but it was just North, against North, North Melbourne. Melbourne, so. North Melbourne. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tip Melbourne until they beat a really good side. Hawthorne is that. So, um, yeah, if they win this weekend, I'll start tipping them from now on, but going to go the Hawks. Yep. Uh, Geelong versus, oh, St Kilda. Geelong. Sunday, 4.40, GMHBA <laughs> Stadium. Oh, now, yeah. oh, oh, oh. I want to go into something after we've given our tips here. Uh, it's it is bad comfortably is it is comfortably Geelong here, probably ten goals. Yeah, yep, yeah. It's, yeah, especially like, down like, there. like you said, I completely agree with with your analysis a few weeks ago, Tommy. That um, the Cats have a great sort of six to ten players, and after that. But those, but, but those six to ten <laughs> will absolutely obliterate yep. the Saints. You imagine Dangerfield. I don't need any other players. Dangerfield, Selwood, Menengola. Even even if Gaz doesn't play, like they've got they've got the big bodies in there to just bully St Kilda all day. Absolutely in the middle. St. I do Kilda. have issues Geelong, but St Kilda mm. are horrible. They're just dribble. I think I think I look. Alan at the Richardson would not be sleeping a wink I can't, at the moment. Uh, you tipped Carlton. I couldn't believe that. I looked at the fixture a couple of days ago and saw round. I think it's round seventeen or round eighteen. St Kilda versus Carlton that Eddie had. I reckon that's that's the game for one of them to get a win. Looking at this here, <laughs> St Kilda, True. St Kilda, Essendon, North Melbourne, Collingwood, Carlton. I'm not going to put them in there based on the fact that they're a very young, very exciting side, and I think that they will pull together a few wins, almost in the same vein as we put the uh, the Lions. I think the Lions are a bit further along, but in any case, I'm not putting... Uh, I'm not going to put anything in... Uh, I'm not going to add them to that pile. But of St Kilda, Essendon, North Melbourne, and Collingwood, you th- that is a waste tip. You think Carlton's going to finish higher than those four sides? Not necessarily. I, I, I think that they'll finish above North Melbourne and St Kilda. Uh, do I think they'll finish above Collingwood? I don't think so, but then I don't expect them to. Brody, get, Brody Grundy gets injured. Collingwood are stuffed. Well, Collingwood, in my opinion, are kind of stuffed regardless. Yeah. No, but with they, they, will, they will slide down the ladder. Oh, absolutely. 100%. He's a, he's a cracking ruckman, he's, Brody Grundy. He, he's great. And kind of just came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, He's I've, the new style of Ruckman. Yeah, very athletic. Yeah. Gets around, yeah. gets around, and gets his own ball. Yeah. 
Um, Can kick goals. What is going on with the AFL? Why do we have... Let's focus purely on St Kilda and North Melbourne. Let's. Why are they so garbage? Poor recruiting. Poor. Poor list management. Poor Poor financial culture. Poor... A, a culture of failure for both of mm. poor, poor membership numbers every yeah. year. That, yeah. How they many, get, yeah, but a successful club brings in members. Uh, Collingwood's still got a lot of members. Mm-hmm. They're not very successful. No, but but you, want to look at the, you want to look at these two. Well, why do you reckon they're losing members? Because they've been putting up absolute drool. Yeah. Carlton's been putting up absolute yeah. drool. They're still getting yeah. 50 But they're young. But they're so super, 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 super young. But of of Carlton's young kids, there are more coming. They're coming along a whole mm. lot more. They're going to be yeah, a good Kernel, side. Petresky, in, yeah, Petresky, yeah. development in those guys is Absolutely, a lot more. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And yeah. there is, you can see, there's a direction from Brendan Bolton. You can see there's a, yeah, there's a he plan. doesn't he doesn't just sack a young kid and bring in someone more experienced who's got more game time from the VFL. He goes, no, 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 these kids need to bloody learn. Yeah. And he puts them, he backs them every time and he puts them on the path. Yeah. And that is what you need to do. Now, you look across the way, it's easy for me to bring up McCartan because I always, <laughs> always give him a whack Old when I can. Old mate. <laughs> I always give him a whack when I can. There's no hope of that bloke coming along and turning into a, a premium forward. If he does, I'll happily sit there and eat humble pie. But... He, he's nowhere. He's nowhere. And it, I think it, it, as opposed to having a go on him personally, I think he is a symptom of a much larger problem yeah. at St Kilda. Well, I, you, you, can, you can look at Paddy, but, I mean, yeah, it's a, probably a fail. You mark that down as a fail. He's, a, he's your number one draft pick, and he just hasn't delivered in any way so far at this point. But there's much bigger issues, as, you, as you're alluding to there. You look at their trade history over the last 10 well, years or so, as it's Collingwood's. Yeah. How's trading out Ben McAvoy yep. for Shane Savage? Big boy. Big boy McAvoy. They haven't had a Ruckman since Spider Everett, Correct. mind you. Correct. And they finally mm. get one. They finally get a really strong, big-bodied, physical Ruckman. And they go, ah, oh, you can just go to Hawthorne and develop into a two, three-time premiership have, Ruckman. Develop, have mate, a he, couple of flags. He, mate, he, Not, yeah, didn't, have to he didn't have yeah. to develop. He walked in a ready-made Top tier ruckman. What was the thought process behind that? Do you think? Because oh, Shane Scotty, Savage, Scotty is Waters not, lost the plot a bit. Scotty Waters lost the plot. Shane Savage is not a premier midfielder. No. Well, Scotty, by any stretch of that, the imagination, that Scotty Waters period is still hurting. Pocket. It's still hurting them. With uh, they got rid of Del Santo, they got rid of Goddard, yeah. they, they flicked off. Oh, Ross Lyon flicked off Luke Ball. But there's a whole host of those experienced players that Scotty Waters is just like. All right, it's time to go. See yeah. you later. And they're still hurting from that. Luke Ball was silk. Imagine the... Silk, anyway, he just had a stupidly hard head. Yeah. He was dumb Imagine with what he tried to do. Paddy McCartan could have been a much better player if he had had two or three years of Del Sano and Goddard kicking yeah. him the ball. Yeah, that delivery. Like, who's kicking it to him? Kobe Mon- Stevens. Montagna as well. Yeah, yeah Joe. I mean, Joey was slowing down. Um, and he, he wanted another year. He, yeah. They probably could have used his ball used this year, yeah. judging by the way they're kicking the ball at the experience. moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's ugly, ugly scenes down at the Saints at the moment. They've got a long road back. And they think that, you know, just moving back from Seaford to Moorabbin is just going to fix everything magically. It's like... Moorabbin's not a state-of-the-art 
no. location, no matter what renovation you do. Correct. In any case, mid-season, mid-season draft, grab Rui. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's it's go Swannies for us. Go the blinds. This has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and that is it for another week. Calm the mighty bloods for this Saturday's clash against the Western Bulldogs, four thirty-five PM at Etihad Stadium. Make sure you check us out on all the social channels: iTunes, Wushka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew for being here once again. On Thanks. you, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. My name is Tommy Funnigan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. Up the bloods. This has been a Podular Media Production.